Good morning. This morning's reading is from 1 Samuel. This morning's reading is from 1 Samuel. This morning's reading is from 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verses 32 to 40. That's page 289 in the Church Bibles. 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verses 32 to 40, in the, page 289 in the Church Bible. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armour on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag and his sling in his hand. He approached the Philistine. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Helen. Uh, I'm just going to pray as we start. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for 1 Samuel and particularly the story of David. Please would you speak to us through it this morning. Please would you teach us how to be more like you. Amen. Well, good morning. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Rachel. Um, we often start uh, talks, particularly I do, because I don't do them very often, by telling you a bit about myself. And I find that really difficult. I don't really know what to say. Like, who am I? And what do you want to know about me? It's, it's kind of strange, isn't it? I wonder, do you know who you are? Who are you? It might feel obvious to you, or that might feel like a really big, deep question to start the morning with. But who are you? So some possibilities about me. Um, I am Rachel. 
I am wife to Rob and mum to Zach and Joshua, who are possibly at home watching or sleeping through it, who knows. Um, I am a receptionist at a nursing home when I'm not on maternity leave, which I am for just a little bit longer. I'm a member of St. Jude's. I've been coming for, I always get the number wrong, I think it's at least five years, about five years. Who am I? And who are you? Someone who seemed to know who they were was David. Today's reading was taken from 1 Samuel chapter 17, and it's the story of David and Goliath. We're going to look at that story for three weeks because there's so much in it. Adam spoke last week on the fear of the unknown, and Neil's going to speak next week um, on that kind of crucial bit where David actually fights Goliath. And I've got this bit in the middle, the bit that Helen kindly read for us. But I just want to give you a bit of context to that passage because I'm aware that the passage starts... Um, it starts, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of his, this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. It's quite a bold way to start a passage, isn't it? Like, I will go, but that's, that's not what happened first. So some context. The Israelites and the Philistines have drawn up their battle lines and they are at war. We're introduced to Goliath. You can have a look in the passage. It kind of describes him. And so most of us will be used to this image of, of Goliath as this giant of a guy who is a you know, well-known, well-established um, warrior. He's got all the right gear. He knows what he's doing. He's a scary man. He's not someone I would like to bump into. And Goliath is there, and he shouts this. He says, choose a man... And let him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we'll become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will be our servants and serve us. At war, David's three older brothers were there. He had more brothers than three, I believe. So not all his brothers were, but the three eldest were. I don't know why David wasn't possibly because he was the youngest, possibly because he was out tending the sheep. But his father is clearly worried about what's going on, and he's worried about his three sons who are there. And so he says to David, here, take these supplies to the war, to the kind of battle line, and while you're there, go and check on your brothers, see how they're getting on. And so he does that. And as he arrives, he hears Goliath shout. He hears that... Um, kind of uh, challenge, someone come and fight me. And he asks, what's going on? He says this in verse 26, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Now, the, the challenge that... Um, Goliath gives out has been going on for 40 days. So it's a long time, isn't it? Like 40 days, so about six weeks. Imagine the whole summer holidays. The whole summer holidays, they're on the battle line waiting for someone. Maybe your summer holidays felt like that battle line. It's a long time, isn't it? Six weeks is a long time. And no one in that time has said that they will fight. And yet David comes down and he's like, what's going on? What's this? 
And what he asks gets reported back to Saul, and Saul sends for David to come. And that's where we arrive at this passage. David has just arrived with Saul. And he says, your servant will go and fight him. Saul's response, I think, is quite um, a fair response. He's like, um, you know, you're only a young man. You're not even meant to be here. You were sent by your dad to bring supplies and you're here. And suddenly you're saying, you're saying you'll go and fight Goliath, even though none of my warriors in the last 40 days have had the courage to go and do so. I wonder if someone's doubted you like that, whether that's something you've heard. You're only a young man. You're only. But David knows who he is. He knows his skills and his abilities. And he says, who do you think defends the sheep? You might think I'm only a shepherd, but do you know what being a shepherd involves? When a lion or a bear comes and takes one of my sheep, do you think I just let them? Do you think I just let them wander off? No. He paints this picture of going after a lion or a bear, something I wouldn't want to do. He knows his skills. He knows what he's able to do. More than that, he says this. The Lord who rescued me from the bear and from the lion will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. He knows who he is and he knows who he belongs to. So Saul agrees, but he gives him his tunic and his armor. He says, here you are. Here are the things you need then to go and fight. You can fight, but have these. And David tries them on, but he realizes that they're just, they're not for him. They're not the right equipment for him. And so he refuses them because he knows that, that they will hinder him. And instead, we read that he arms himself with five smooth stones and his sling. And David went to the battle line. He went because he knew who he was and what he was able to do, and he offered himself to his people. So what can you and I learn from this then? Well, firstly, I think we need to know that to be ourselves, to be our best selves, our most true selves, our most godly selves, we need to know ourselves. David seemed to know two things. He knew he was the Lord's and that the Lord was on his side. And he knew his abilities. So, we need to know our identity in Christ. There are certain things that are true for me and for you, for anyone who believes in God. And we need to know them. It is only in God that we can find our truest, fullest selves. And so we need to know what is true about us because we are God's. So we, for example, are all God's handiwork, it says in Ephesians 2.10. In Genesis 1.27, it says we're made in God's image. There are certain truths that are true if you believe in God. And we can find out those things about ourselves when we read the Bible. The best way to get to know 
who we are in God's sight is by reading his word and letting those truths sink into our lives. Another helpful thing, so read the Bible, that's the best place to start, but the Bible is big, right? You might be like, well, where, where in the Bible do I start? So can I recommend these to you? You've been recommended them before, you might have one, you might have many. Um, if you don't or you need some more, there are plenty, please grab some on your way out. These are Christian birthright cards. And these are a nice quick place to start to find out some things that are true about you if you believe and trust in God. They're um, split into three sections and they've got Bible verses that go with each section. So there's this uh, section of passages that will tell you and um, that you're significant. Then there's a section on being secure and a section on being accepted. These things are true because God says they are true. And if you need to know them, to need to know them better, I certainly do, then please take one of these cards with you and have a read through them and let God speak to you and tell you the truth that he knows about you and sees in you. Because to be able to have courage to be ourselves, we need to know who we are in God. The second thing I think David knows is he knows who God made him to be. So it's very similar, but there are things that are true because we are, believe and trust in God, and they are true for all of us. But there are things that are true for me because God made me a certain way. And there are things that are true for you because God made you a certain way. And that's about us as individuals. It's about the skills and the talents and the gifts that God has given you. It's about the setting that he's put you in. And it's about what God is calling you to. David knew his skill set. He knew he could fight Goliath. Everyone else who said no for 40 days knew they couldn't. We're all called and given different gifts and talents to do different things. With the body of Christ, we're all different, but we are all significant and all necessary. Now, if you're not sure who God created you to be, then I would suggest starting by, by praying and asking God. Asking God maybe to highlight one characteristic in you or one skill that you have that he has given you that he longs to see you use and develop. You can get other people that you trust to pray with you about these things. Um, there'll be prayer ministry at the end. You can ask someone to pray with you then. A great place for me to um, learn more about myself and who God has called me to be has been in my life group, where I get to know people a bit better and a bit deeper. And people spot things in you. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not so good, but that can help you to grow and understand yourself and what God is calling you to better. So I'm just going to say, if you're not in a life group, why not join a life group? Get to know some good people from our church who can support you and encourage you. Can I also say, um, in the kind of encouragement line, it's really, it's really helpful, isn't it? It's really encouraging when, when people encourage you, when people tell you things about yourself that maybe you don't see in yourself. I know I wouldn't be stood here preaching if it wasn't for other people seeing a gift in me that God's given me 
and encouraging me to do it. I wouldn't put myself here. So let's encourage one another. When you see good things in people, when you see godly characteristics and gifts, tell people, let them know that God is using them. Encourage one another. So what might it look like to be able to be courageously yourself? Because the story of David and Goliath is great, but you might be looking at me and being like, well, I'm, I'm not at war and I don't have a giant in my life. Maybe you do have a giant, and maybe God wants you to um, be yourself against that giant, to use skills and gifts that he's given you to stand up to people or to situations. But maybe it's smaller. For me, having the courage to be myself this morning um, involved walking to church. And when God speaks to me, I often just have a kind of thought. It's not clear that it's God, but also I don't know why I've thought it. It's kind of come from nowhere, and I don't think that... It doesn't feel like it's my own thought. And the thought I had this morning as I passed hunter-gatherer was, you should buy something nice to eat for someone. I mean, it would have been fair enough if the thought was you should buy something nice to eat for you. That would have been my thought. But I think, I think it was a thought from God. And honestly, I thought to myself, all right, I can do that. What's the worst that can happen? And I went and I bought a Cinnabon. And I put it, it came in a nice box and I put it in my bag. And honestly, I didn't think any further than that. I thought, okay, I think I've heard from God and I think I've done what he asked. It's a good start to the day. Of course, what happened a little bit further down the road was I had another thought. Maybe this Cinnabon's for that man over there. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot this bit would come next. Um, yeah, daft. Um, and I didn't want to give it to him because I didn't want to make a fool of myself. And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, maybe that isn't God. Maybe that I thought is just me. Um, and I kept walking a little bit, and I stopped. And I walked a bit more, and I stopped, and I turned around. And really, I should have just done it straight away, obviously. But of course, by the time I'd decided I really, really should do this, he'd gone and sat at the bus stop in front of a lot of other people too. So there was me worried about what he might think, and now there's a bus stop full of people. Um, and in the end, I did go, and I just said, I'm on my way to church, and I felt like God asked me to buy this. Um, and I think maybe it's for you. My, uh, my mother-in-law says that Cinnabons are magic, and I hope this blesses your body. <laughs> and I left really, really quickly. And I have no idea whether it made any difference to him or not. I have no idea what he or the busload of people were thinking, but I know that I did it. And I didn't want to do it, know that. I didn't want to do it, and I didn't do it as courageously as I should have done, but I did it. And that was me, no, it does, definitely doesn't deserve that, but that was me <laughs> this morning having a little bit of courage to be myself because that's what I felt like God was asking me to do. And I'm sure God did all of that on purpose. It will look different for each of us. It might mean not gossiping at work. It might be um, staying a bit late to help tidy up because actually you've got time. It might be offering to help with sparks because actually you're, you're really good with toddlers and that's not everyone. But we need courage and we need courage from God to do these things because it's difficult, isn't it? To be, to be our most true and godly selves is difficult in a world 
where so many people reject God. I imagine David, even though he knew his skills, needed great courage just to stand up and say, yeah, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Let alone to then go and do it. We need God's help. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. And I trust that as we step out to try and be more of ourselves, more of our godly selves in our life, that God will go with you. I'm going to pray now, just before we come to worship God again. And I want to pray particularly for a couple of things. I want to pray for for God to help us to be courageous. I want to pray that God will reveal truth to us, both those truths about us as Christians, but those truths about who he wants us to be. And I also want to pray for people who maybe, maybe when I say, who are you, the things that come to mind aren't the godly things, and you don't like the things that come to mind. So we're going to pray now. God, we ask that you would help us to be ourselves. To be the people that you've created us to be because you love those people. You've created us in your image and we pray that you would speak to us, Lord, now and in the days and weeks to come that we might know ourselves better and who you created us to be. And we pray that as we start to start to hear from you, start to understand more what you're calling us to. Please, Lord, would you give us the courage we need to be those people in those places. And we pray that as we do that, that it would bring glory to you. That we wouldn't be doing this because we want to be better individuals, but that we'd be doing this because we want to bring glory to you, Lord. And we want to show people and the world what it means to be like Jesus. And we particularly pray this morning, Father, for people who, when they first stop to look at themselves, don't like what they see. God, those truths that they think they know that are bad, that are negative, they're not from you. And we pray against them in the name of Jesus. We pray that you would come and bring freedom, that people would learn their true worth in you. And that you would set people free from the things that they believe to be true of themselves that are not good and not godly. For anyone who is struggling with that, please would you come and get prayer. If, if that's right for you, I'm not saying you have to, but, but God would love to meet with you. He wants you to know the truth, his truth, not the lies of the enemy. And so we would love to pray with you. I would love to pray with you. God, it is for freedom that you have set us free. And we pray that in speaking truth to us this morning, you would set each of us free, that we might bring glory to you now and always. Amen.